Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, the service that searches out the world's best independent magazines and delivers them direct to thousands of readers around the world every month. If you love discovering great new publishing from outside the mainstream, head over to stackmagazines.com and use the code PODCAST to save 10% when you join our independent magazine club. This week I'm speaking with Florence Hewitt, founder and editor of Yana, an extraordinary magazine that came out at the end of last year. One of my favourite things about independent magazines is the way that they can open up whole new worlds that you never knew existed. I think it's something about the way they're so accessible and easy to read, combined with the quietness of holding this thing in your hands, that makes them particularly good at introducing strange new things you might not otherwise have come across. And that is exactly what Jana does with juggling. As Florence explains, she's been fascinated by juggling for years and this magazine is her way of opening up a personal obsession and turning it into something that can be enjoyed by other people. And importantly, that includes other jugglers, but also people who would ordinarily say they have absolutely no interest in juggling whatsoever. I really enjoyed reading this magazine and then really enjoyed speaking to her about it and about the strange world of the juggler. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Florence Hewitt from Yana. Florence, thank you so much for making time to talk. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, so I have you down here as editor-in-chief and mosh pit enthusiast uh, yeah. at Yana magazine. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what all of that entails. Yeah, so this is the first experience for me in any kind of publishing. I didn't know anything about making a magazine before. So, you know, I just got the book, uh, So You Want to Make a Magazine. <laughs> and I bought a bunch of magazines and I've been just studying for a while and um and i made the magazine with um uh, mostly with misaki and vilma who are also credited uh, but we all did a bunch of different things and it was hard for us to know exactly what title was for whom like i we also made the design we made everything ourselves so it was yeah it was just uh, the feeling that I should get this like a title that englobes a lot of direction over the publication of mm. editor in chief, mm, mm, mm. and uh, and at the same time, I just like we each had another title to you know like point out that this is not our main activity or that we don't really know what we're doing here. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I've, I, you know, and this was pre Corona. Um, I haven't been in a mosh pit in a long time. Uh, uh, anyway, never mind. That stuff will come back one day, but in the meantime, we have print magazines, so we can at least talk about that. Um, yes. so Yana feels like a very personal magazine. So you, you start out the editor's letter, uh with um first i think it's important that i tell you why i love juggling 
and then you describe it as at the crossroads of movement, rhythm, composition, mathematics, sports, architecture, design and a hobby. Juggling is a complex and diverse art form that resonates with many others. And so when I was reading this magazine for the first time, I like, you know, it's literally what, two sentences? And I was like, yep, okay, all right, sign me up. I want to see what's going on with this magazine. So like, where did the whole impulse for this come from? Well, I've been a juggler for the um, biggest part of my life. And I've been, even before I juggled myself, I've been fascinated by juggling um, and object manipulation in general. Um, and uh, I, I've never... I've never really found what I like or what I am, like what I do uh, in, in any publications, in the books related to jugglings or in the magazines. I wasn't really, um, yeah, like seeing the things I love. I It was like another version of juggling that um, is, uh, yeah, it's it's like... I think it's an activity that has a lot of stereotypes around it in the aesthetics, in like who juggles, what kind of lifestyle it entails and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, the first impulse for me was really to, actually the very first impulse was just to make a birthday gift for my best friends mm. who loved fashion magazines and juggling. And I, I was thinking to make some kind of, uh, mix of these two and then I while brainstorming for it I realized that yeah like we we had a really big need in the community there, there's a lot of people like me I know that um, needed this other type of representation and like um, opening it to to uh, other people who are not jugglers and who don't necessarily know or can see it that way Right, so that, so part of this then, so it began as a this very personal project, like a, a, a birthday present, but then very quickly became clear that this is something that could reach out beyond the, the normal audience for juggling. And that, I think it's interesting as well, so you write in the introduction about wanting to show the kind of racial and sexual diversity. So, you know, I guess not just the sort of traditionalists who ordinarily you know might be thought of as jugglers but trying to open this whole world up yeah that's a that's a big question in the community of juggling of you know like why is uh, the juggling community so like white male centered mm-hmm. or like uh, dominated and and it's i think for a long time it's been well white guys are probably just better at it you know and um for me i mean i love juggling the same way i love you know embroidery or any other like art or craft that i think how to say like it kind of it's a a a way to represent life in different ways and Mm -hmm. the society we live in and everything and so i think it's interesting to ask why it is that way Mm. and um to see how we can change it because of course playing with objects is not (laughs) something that any type of person likes more than another like that's it's been around for more than four thousand years and um it's been attracting 
everyone at a different point. It's just playing. Juggling is just playing, basically. Mm, so mm, mm. it should talk to everyone. Yeah, yeah. And it strikes me that <clears throat> when making a magazine like this, it helps to have this really strong uh, and quite idiosyncratic community that you can draw on because then like straight away you've got people to talk to, people to talk about. And the, so you have like a, a section um, in here called Gaze, which is like a, a photographic interview project. So you've got like a bunch of jugglers around the world and you ask them to show you like their breakfasts or like their props or like where they practice. And it just felt like you were going straight to the people who you wanted to use to kind of show this more diverse picture of juggling. Yeah, I'm very fascinated by jugglers. Like, I think it's it's very much, every, you know, anyone. Like, there's people who have very different type of jobs and lifestyles and any social background and everywhere around the world, uh, there are jugglers. But then um, the ones that are put on the front of the scene somehow, so either on stage or in um, videos or in media or in, or in magazines are just one very specific type. Usually it's the ones who perform. Mm -hmm. the, there's a ton of jugglers who don't perform and actually most of my favorite jugglers or who the, the people that actually really make the practice evolve and research and create new material um, don't perform, don't have anything to do with, you know, circus or um, yeah, performance of any kind. And they're just nerding in their bedroom or backyard and uh, getting really, really deep into something very strange. And so I wanted to kind of show, yeah, each, each person in, in this section, for example, we have this guy, Martin, who's been juggling for 40 years and has been performing all over the world and then um there's uh, this girl Yiyo from colombia who's like juggling in um the streets and uh has been juggling for 10 years and they have the most like different styles and but uh, there's this one thing that unites them mm, 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 yeah and this, so I, I said at the start you know this feels like a very personal magazine. And one of the things uh, that really stands out for me is, so again, at the end of the editor's letter, you have a little, uh, um, well, you just kind of say, it's like, it's Yana. So the name of the magazine, Yana, but then like in very, very faint print underneath, you have, you are not alone. Yeah. Tell me about where that name came from and how that connects to this whole world of, of jugglers? So the name came from the discussion I had um, with uh, Elias Hedlund. He's one of these jugglers I was mentioning who doesn't perform but has changed what juggling is completely. He, uh, he produced a video, I don't know, 12 years ago maybe, that has been really iconic in the community where he's juggling clubs and the type of patterns and movement he's doing um, were completely new at the time and are completely normal now. And no one knows that it comes from him, actually. Hmm. Um, and uh, he was telling me that 
he feels alone um, everywhere, whether it's with jugglers or not with jugglers, because when he's, uh, if he wants to talk about what this thing that he likes so much that he spends so many hours in, and uh, if he wants to talk about that with his colleagues um, at his work or with his family, just saying the word juggling is going to give an image in their heads, you know, like start a little circus music or whatever that <laughs> is going to like take them far away from what he wants to talk about mm. completely. Mm. So he says he can't even start to explain what it is. And then when he's around jugglers, what he does is is uh, just because he's been juggling for a really long time and he has a specific, very nerdy approach that he really digs like what it means to hold a club and how and you know in in a lot of detail and sometimes if he's in a juggling event like convention where we gather or something and he's surrounded by other type of jugglers maybe like hobby jugglers who you know meet on Sundays to pass clubs and it's the same pattern for since 20 years Mm. and um, and he feels like he can't talk with them either because Mm. they think or they have an opinion of what juggling is and his is so different Mm -hmm. so it was this and then I realized oh it's been the same for me I I'm I as a juggler I specifically work with hoops and that when I started was very very unusual I didn't meet another hoop juggler until really far um into my my practice and uh i've never you know been in a gala show where there's another hoop juggler or um so i i felt a bit the same like oh there are a lot of us because what we do is so niche even within our own um circle our own juggling community each of us is doing such niche stuff and um, it's often not what sells so it's not what's represented Mm, mm, Um, mm. um, so yeah we can feel really lonely also it's a very lonely activity Mm, Um, mm, mm. you know you you need to spend a lot of hours with your objects alone and so so i guess i guess integral to juggling is the fact that there's a huge amount of stuff that goes on that is not scene that like you know it's it's just like it's you with your objects and and practicing and then that also ties in with another like sort of weird little kind of odd thing you've included which is so this is issue one of the magazine um but when you look at the cover in a just the right kind of angle you can see that it's actually issue 531 because you've got like this five and three in like a sort of like uh like a gloss varnish so what's happening with that why you know why is this issue 531 so this is a kind of little easter egg for jugglers um so it's 531 and it's a side swap side swap is a mathematical notation for juggling um so each number represents a throw Uh so 531 is a very iconic very common um, side trap to do with three balls where you throw a five then a three then a one and while they are in the air they align on um, 
uh, a straight line above you. So if you take a photo, it's just uh, they're just one on top of each other. Uh. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, SiteSwap has been found in the 80s and it's been a, a big revolution and it's something that not everyone but many, many people use and um there's actually another reference to 531 that even uh, even some juggers haven't found but <laughs> on the table of contents there is these weird lines um and that's uh, uh ladder notations so it's the like uh, visual or graphic representation of 531 right. each line is one ball and you can see that it starts from the right hand or the left hand and then it goes to the other hand right and, i love um, it i love it i mean the, like i i love i love your ability to take all these like geeky weird little secret bits well not secret bits like really well-known things within the juggling community and then transpose that into print in a way that i mean i come along i know nothing about juggling i don't get the references but i'm intrigued by what's there and that sort of pulls me further into the stories and i think actually also the type of stories that you tell are really smart as well because i guess given what you said it's not surprising but these are not standard or like what i would think of as standard stories of juggling so i think one of the first long ones is a piece about juggling in video games yeah. and this a, a, a juggler who's on tour and he starts playing um mario and he realizes that you can kind of effectively juggle in Mario by throwing sort of like shells up in the air. And, and he writes about how like it took him ages to perfect it, but he managed to make it work. And he was convinced that he would be the only person in the world who'd ever done this because to do it, you had to be obsessed with juggling and obsessed with Mario. And then he discovers that actually not only is he not the only person who's done it, but like actually people have made games around it. And, just this sort of like the way that in that you demonstrate, you know, this is like a, a very niche hobby, but also once you start looking, it's kind of everywhere. Yeah. It's very strange. Like juggling is, is so common. If she's like, everyone knows what juggling is. And as soon as you talk about juggling, people start, you know, moving their hands, like miming, like what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, there's this big ongoing conversation in the community about the definition what is, of juggling, what is juggling. And it's also weird in different languages because it's both the activity and the verb of doing it and the community and um, many things. But um, so it's kind of like one thing that I, I wanted to do with this magazine is to really open that up that uh, for me you know is juggling a sport is it an art like for me it's it's all of this and it's just uh, we all have different ways to look at it and we can see it when we start noticing some things then we can see it everywhere mm. um, when we get um, uh, acquainted with it um, and like we can see juggling in nature, you know, like uh, I, I, in this, um, there's this Netflix documentary about the, the planet and the, these birds doing a mating dance, like birds like jumping above each other on a branch 
and this is a juggling pattern this mm. is a cycle swap is five one so <laughs> it's um it's really nice how each of us sees juggling in different places so he he saw it in video games and he he found it in many different places and then we realized oh like non-jugglers have seen the juggling there there's some places where people use the word juggling themselves as well even if they are not jugglers but because it means something for them and it's uh i'm i'm really interested in finding all these weird ways to find juggling in the world mm, mm, mm. and i guess that i mean making a printed magazine about it <clears throat> then gives you a very specific problem because juggling is all about motion and yeah. and and movement and obviously the printed page is not very good <laughs> moving yeah. right there so you know you you've gone about it with you've got some uh video uh work in there where you've got stills from videos but you also have like collage the like um the cover is a guy called sean blue i think where you've got much more like fine art photography kind of approach would were you deliberately trying to use lots of different uh visual uh ways of, of showing this yeah that's another way to i think that's also probably a reflective of who i am uh, that i'm jumping from one thing to another very fast and easily and i i love all these different aspects so i I wanted, yeah, to have um, this diversity shown also in the styles of things. Mm. Um, there are pe there are people who juggle who are very clowny and circusy, and then there are people who are into architecture and design and like yeah, very different aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm mindful of the fact that, so this magazine came out at the end of last year. You and I spoke literally like a few days before Christmas. <laughs> like the, you know, kind of with me just saying, oh yeah, I really like this magazine, like, you know, finding out more. Jump to nearly five months later. And I mean, you know, the, obviously like we've been in lockdown and there's been all sorts of stuff going on. Where are you at with plans for issue two? So I I think I've started thinking about it around January mm -hmm. or or like thinking really about it. And I started talking with uh, possible contributors around February. Mm -hmm. um, now I have I have a big list of people that I'm talking with. We're exchanging. We're like um we have sometimes angles that we know you know like for um for example there's um an, an artist who makes these big canvases like two like square two 2.40 meters square mm -hmm. where he makes super super small detailed drawings so that take him months to make so he's he's gonna make one for the magazine for example wow. so this is like okay i we know this is happening there's also a video in the works and then there's a bunch of other people that i know i want to work with them i'm not sure how i'm not sure like so we're just uh yeah talking about things that interest us just having some random conversation to see what 
comes out of it and um it's really nice to have the first issue so i kind of know where i'm going mm -hmm. i have some kind of frame that uh, that's very different in the first one i had no idea what it was going to be yeah until it was done i i really had no idea what it was going to be i didn't have a precise plan it was completely just we were questioning everything all the time until the last second. Mm. Now, you know, I have this frame that I know kind of what size, what type of paper, what pages, what, how many different projects fit inside, etc. So, and there are some recurring things like the first section is outside eyes. It's talking with people who are not jugglers, but have a relationship with juggling somehow. And, talking with them about that so I know that now I'm looking for people to fit in that section I'm also uh, yeah like looking for people to go and gaze the photographic interview and so yeah I I feel I don't know maybe you know like a, a good third in the process mm -hmm. not not yet to the half but and do you have a sense of when you'll be able to release the next issue? I'm aiming to release it um, in October. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have one issue per year, kind of um, re regularly like that. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see if if like if life can make that happen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there's still lots of unpredictability to come. So, I mean, you know, you make an interesting point about that with the first issue, this thing was wide open. You didn't really know what it was until it, it you know, it came back and you held it in your hands. It, yeah. it, are there things that you, I mean, clearly there are things that you know you want to do again because now you have your structure. Are there any things in there that you want to make sure that you change for the next issue? Um, it sounds like not. I mean, <laughs> I think it's also also fine to not change. Yeah, not really. Or I know it's going to be very different. Um, but I am very happy with this first issue. I I really love it, and even with time now, when I get back to it, it's really. Um, I think it's it, it's really good the way it is. Um, so I'm trying not to have too much expectation of what the second one will be and be really open the same way I was with the first one mm. and just see what's coming, let myself surprised by the people who contact me or that I contact and to see what comes out of us talking and and creating together mm, mm, mm. well look i mean I, I as you can tell i really really enjoyed this first one so um good luck with number two and uh, i'll look forward to seeing that when it comes towards the end of the year yeah thank you thank you okay that's all for this week i'd like to say thanks again to florence for making the time to speak to me I love all those crazy, geeky details of mathematical notation being turned into special little references in the magazine. Speaking to her really opened up a magazine that had already caught my imagination. So uh, if you'd like to see this one for yourself, head over to stackmagazines.com 
forward slash shop and search for it there and you'll be able to pick up copies while stocks last. I should say I'm afraid we sold out of copies of Novella soon after last week's episode went up but we're trying to get hold of another batch so do keep checking back if you're still trying to get hold of that one or of course you can always email me on steve at stackmagazines.com if you have any questions about specific magazines or maybe you want recommendations based around a particular theme or interest. Uh, We've got loads of magazines and I'd love to be able to help. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We release a new one every Friday afternoon, so remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be able to deliver them to you as soon as they're ready. Thank you very much for listening to this one and we'll be back with another episode next week.